0: Shall we begin? Come and knock on our door. Come knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for
1: you. We've been waiting for you. We've been wanting to tell you all about what we're watching, too. All right, guys, and welcome back to another episode of What Are You Watching? This is our little in-between episodes for the Real Fills podcast. Unfortunately, Jack could not be here. Life got in the way. And this was supposed to be our placeholder for our Patreon episode, our long overdue Patreon episode. So once again, it has to be pushed, but it's okay. We'll get back to it. But in the meantime. I have Brad from the cinema guys here. He's back again. Brad, how are we doing?
0: I'm doing good, Drew. Thanks for having me back.
1: Excellent. So Brad and I are going to be kind of shooting the shit and talking the breeze and uh yeah, we're just going to be talking, talking about what we've been uh, talking in the breeze. <laughs> 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 the wind, it graces my face. Uh, <laughs> we'll be discussing different things that we've been watching over the past couple of weeks. I mean, we we both just had winter break come to a halt and, uh, you know, things were happening. Movies were watched and uh, movies were then definitely watched. movies were definitely watched. <laughs> Some TV, probably more TV on my part than Brad's, but. We can promise you that at the tail end of this, guys, uh, Brad already had seen it. And I made a definitive effort to watch it so we could discuss 2022's The Menu. (laughs) So
0: that's all that's all I'm going to say right now. I'm going to a little (laughs) chuckle.
1: Just the chuckle. (laughs) So to to kind of kick it off uh, over winter break, I had a lot of downtime And for some reason, I had just a killer craving. I was like, you know what? I need to get me some sci-fi. You know what? I need to get me some Star Trek. So I kind of just like then and there made a vow. I'm like, I'm going to start all of the Star Trek movies, all of them, original, next generation, Kelvin timeline. And then, of course, you finish it off with the best, like, just the best love story you can give to a franchise, a uh, galaxy quest. So I, I was just, like, I love it. I
0: was like, where's he going with this? Where's he going story? with what? this? I was trying to think of the last star Trek movie. I was like, love story, love story. Uh. <laughs>
1: it's, it's just Benedict Cumberbatch saying you should have let me sleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that movie should have slept.
1: No, oh, Julio. <laughs> oh, he, he doesn't agree with you. Uh, Man, I, does, does I was, he ever really, though? no. Nah, he's a contrarian. It's what exactly. he does. He's it's a contrarian. He I'm does. Brad Fest. We don't it, you, we don't see eye to eye. You'd think some things would see eye to eye, though. True, true. <laughs> you know, I mean, as as a goofy movie, you know, tells us, if you listen to each other's hearts, <laughs> you, you'll find you're never too far apart. <laughs>
0: it's true. It's pro- we're closer than you know. We think we are.
1: I love that movie. Uh, But yeah, no, dude, I was really kind of impressed with certain uh, Star Trek films, obviously still holding up after decades and decades. Uh, I I, I still have to put it up there with uh, Wrath of Khan.
0: I mean, that's a classic.
1: That's just great. And then, um, of course, you know, Undiscovered Country.
0: Another great one,
1: another great one, because, you know, you haven't uh, you haven't heard Shakespeare until you've heard it in its original Klingon. Exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it's and it's the first place that we actually get to see like Klingon blood, which actually brought down the rating because they couldn't show real actual blood. And so that's why you get this like fuchsia kind of plum colored
0: floating through the space. As it,
1: yeah. Yeah. So it's like mm, if we change the color from actual blood, we could get the rating we want. I remember that being a little tidbit. <laughs> and you know what? It's fine. I love the fact that like for a proud warrior race, like you have really pretty blood. <laughs> 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 it's like it's like when Worf on Next Generation's drinking prune juice and he sips it and he stops and he contemplates and he's like, hmm, a warrior's drink. <laughs> You're like, yeah, prune juice, wharf, OK, yeah, sure. <laughs> With your pink blood. With your pink blood. <laughs> but yeah, next generation, next generation movies. Not a lot of people still like them. I still love First Contact to a degree. I think yeah, the soundtrack that's the is great. That's one of the- that right. The Borg are going back in time and Data's trying to be convinced that he should join the Borg. I don't know. I, I think it's still a fun movie. Uh, Generations is not a great film, but I really, it's, but I really like the soundtrack.
0: It 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 does I think what it needed to do, where it was trying to bridge between the original cast and next generation and kind mm-hmm. of bring them together into motion pictures, so that the next generation could move on.
1: There was an ar- that purpose, right? There was an article that I saw once that said, or not once, it was very recently uh where apparently William Shatner was quoted as saying that he thought the use of Spock in the Kelvin timeline movies with Chris Pine mm-hmm. was like a cheap money grab essentially like it didn't pay the respect to Spock that he deserved and I'm trying and I'm sitting there thinking are you just upset they didn't bring you onto the <laughs> movies cuz this sounds this sounds like a lot of whining <laughs> like David Powell, bless him. I thought it was hilarious because he he was always commenting on whenever I was posting my movies. Uh, he said, "Hmm, generations." The irony: Kirk did a lot on a on the on the bridge of a starship, and then he died on the on a bridge. <laughs> he died under it's a true. bridge. Yeah, which I you thought was hilarious. I,
0: did, I, I didn't even I didn't even think about that. He did
1: exactly. <laughs> Excuse me. My cat is. Hey, hey, knock it off. I will throw this at you. Ah! Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, David, David was funny. He was always commenting on my on my watches and. Getting through the Next Generation films was fine. Getting through the Calvin Timeline films was also okay. I still think the original uh, Calvin Timeline film is is pretty fun. Uh, their, it's the
0: best of the three, in my opinion. Yeah, but.
1: their their Wrath of Khan. I have a buddy who said that uh, Star Trek Beyond was the best thing anything Star Trek in the last decade, which I found interesting to make a point i mean he's he's entitled to his point i thought it was very interesting that it was actually I don't know
0: if i'd go last decade I yeah i liked know it like, better than into darkness yeah but,
1: um that uh, you know but, that's me. yeah what are you gonna do uh but of, but of course galaxy quest galaxy quest is just man it's fun it's so much fun and it's been I, a long time since i've watched that movie still laugh at it just like the eager aliens, the fan base, you, you can kind of side along with the fan base that they get so into it. There are people that, you know, they they understand the schematics and the insides and outsides of the ship. And man, could you imagine like real people like that coming to the actors and going like, oh, hey, um, uh, Captain, we're we're wondering exactly when, when you went into this Jeffrey's tube." And why did it go here? Because it clearly ends in a vertical shaft. you, you kept crawling, and they—they <laughs> do. I know they do. But I, they know do, me too. do but I mean, like, and his actual response of like, "There's no goddamn ship," and you're like, "Yeah," like there are actors who get really into their roles. Great, they understand mm-hmm. what their character has been doing. Great, even like you know. LeVar Burton being the engineer of the Enterprise, I highly doubt he spends his time secretly, you know, coveting and going over every inch of like a blueprint well, of the, of the USS could, Enterprise to get into character. He,
0: he could. He could have the books on the reading, you know, the reading I mean, I rainbow guess truck. And <laughs> <laughs> just in his spare time,
1: he's flipping through them. Just take a look. It's in a book. There's a starship. <laughs> Gosh. But yeah, uh, Star Trek movies. I, I did them all. One and done. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. I was, you know, what? I, I felt very satisfied at the end of that watch. And it kind of made me pumped for when they're going to come out with Star Trek 4 for the Kelvin timeline. Bless them. I'm really, I'm really intrigued, but also concern with how they're going to carry it on without uh uh, Anton I forget always I always forget his last name who played Chekhov Anton Yelchin yeah that's it man he had such a freak accident death he did that's real that's bonkers all right so I watched Star Trek Brad what did what did you watch
0: (laughs) you you I watched 13 movies what did you watch
1: (laughs) this is evident of me not having a life brad, brad what did you do uh i didn't
0: i didn't have a a marathon like you did for sure <laughs> i i did go back like a few rewatches i did like i rewatched avatar because i want to see the new one which i haven't seen yet mm-hmm. and my youngest he's he's really starting to Taken interest in some movies that I like, and he knows that the Snyder Trilogy is one of my favorites. Mm. So we we started. We watched Man of Steel, and he really enjoyed it. So now we can we can move on here soon to BVS and Zack Snyder's Justice League. After that, when I when I told him how long the next two movies are, he was like, "Oh, how
1: long? <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: runtime may may have uh, got him." I go, "We don't have to do it all in one." There's been quite a few TV watches as as we like to do, we do 2B Tuesday themes. Yep. So we had a theme of Shakespeare and I I did a, a few Shakespeare movies, which can be a little tough to get through when trying to get through the the old English that they the Shakespearean dialogues, especially when it's set in like a more modern time. There was one called Oh God name Coriolanus Coriolanus yeah Coriolanus with uh Gerard Butler mm-hmm. which he still has his like Scottish accent as he's delivering these, these Shakespearean dialogue roles and it just didn't work mm-hmm. and it was, it was directed and starring Ray Fiennes so I was like that cast this could be good and the movie was so, so.
1: It was fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was just fine. We both fine. watched uh, Ghost Light. Yes. Which, which was fun. I thought, I thought it was fun. I thought it was very neat because like me with a the theater background, I loved watching like all of the nuances of getting ready for a show and practicing and like the director for like when the two people are like off in the background, like snogging and the director's all like, Jeremy, Jeremy, that's your cue. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy, God damn it. <laughs> and yeah, it was just, that was
0: that one was a fun.
1: Yeah, that was funny. It was the
0: last one of my watches and it was just a fun little like cap or two. it. like, OK, we get a little lighthearted. fun Right. Now.
1: And I, you know, what's weird. Like, so I didn't really check out the cast list before that was happening. And I didn't notice who it was until he was up on stage and he was. Doing his Macbeth really quick. I didn't know it was Carrie Elwis with a weird yes. mustache.
0: <laughs> yeah, he he. it was kind of hard to recognize him. With, right. that, with That mustache.
1: He started doing it. and I was all like, oh, oh, it's Carrie. <laughs> OK, <laughs> fine. I'm I'm OK with that now. I'm still I'm still good. Um, but I mean, even more so than Carrie always. I was really uh, excited to see. God, what's her name? She's, um, she's in, you know, When a Stranger's Calls and, um, and Scrooge. God, what is her name?
0: Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, having a tough time with names today. I know, that's, that's Um, terrible. (laughs) I
1: mean, I'm so bad at this. I'm, I'm not good at my job. Um, God dang, Carol, oh, Carol Kane. There, there you go. There you go. Like. Carol Kane. I had, to, I had to quickly look it up. I thought she was so fun. I, I loved her as like this, you know, old vaudevillian like, you know, actress who thinks that like she's doing the amazing thing. And yes. it's really kind of just like over the top. And when she's told it's over the top, she's not like, I'll show you dramatic." Or I'll show you hilarious. <laughs> and then she starts like screaming Macbeth in the theater and they're like, oh, my God, stop. Stop doing this. You're, you're going to bring down the apocalypse yeah. on this theater. She's just a she's a good comedic actress.
0: So yeah, I thought she was whenever she pops in something.
1: I thought she was great. I always loved. Um, oh, God. Uh, OK, so Roger Bart. I love him in like certain dramatic and comedic roles, which I think is great. And I I loved him in uh, it, it was something so different because it was so like not even like off putting, but it was so new when he was in Hostel Part Two. And he oh yes yeah yes. and he was like the husband who was like getting away and he like the 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 trigger for the woman that he was supposed to kill was all like get back in here you bitch and she's like what did you call me
0: yeah <laughs> i i completely forgot about that kind of and it's been a while since so i've seen that yeah already, but yeah yep i know exactly what he's talking about so i another one that we both watched over the probably holiday season that we both really enjoyed Scare Package Two, Rad Chaz Revenge. I
1: watched it twice. Good, so funny. Oh, hilarious! the The delicacy of not only putting like clever Easter eggs, but then just like the ones that are just flat out in your face. Like I forget the actor's name, but the guy who gets turned essentially into like a meat suit. And he's walking around yes. and I'm like, this is hilarious. You're just <laughs> doing like you're making fun of Uncle Frank in Hellraiser. Yep. And he's just walking around like that. This is this is so great. I thought it was so funny. I mean, I spoke to the director and I told him, I said, like, your film is. Awesome. Like, I I mean, obviously, it's not to the degree of like, mm, this is a big blockbuster hit, but I'm like, you oh, can yeah. t- like yeah. you can tell the love. You can tell the dedication and research to it of how and I mean, it's one thing to like, you know, say, "Ooh, we want to like poke fun and have people who watch it and love horror and like, you know, do the whole Leonardo DiCaprio meme where they're pointing at the TV. Yes. And it's I mean, it's one thing to look them up and say, like, cool, how can we make fun of Puppet Master? How can we make fun of Critters in this one thing? But to do it with such ease where like you can sit there and just go like, OK, Uh-huh. Yeah, and he, he
0: he he was making fun of sequels, like horror sequels, yep. and the ridiculousness of what Saw movies became. Of oh, like yeah, just stupid.
1: Like there was, I mean, like almost uh, like bit for bit when they were all chained up against the wall and they oh, were yeah, in that room. Yeah. Like, like you look at it and you go, "Oh, it's Saw." Okay. <laughs> it, I, I, it, it was, was so it was good. fun. It was fun. Anybody who and has not the, seen Scare the Package little, needs to.
0: Yeah, see, scare, scare package and scare package two anthologies. So there's, you know, the little movies mm-hmm. in, within the movie kind of weaved in, and in the, the way they do it, like the scare package two actually had a sequel to a segment from the first one. Yep. Which I don't think, like in an anthology, I don't remember ever seeing anyone ever being like
1: to actually can to, to, to actually connect yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, like, creep show. Creepshow didn't do that with Creepshow, too. I think the only thing that actually connects it is, uh, I think, maybe the, the, the Creepshow ghoul, the, the ghost that's on the oh. front of the comic book. I think that's the only thing that's, like, consistently connecting everything. Yeah, because everything else is yeah, its own y- individual y- story.
0: Y- some characters, but then actually one of the segments in it you had that was... A continuation of a segment you had previously, and then they just make fun of sequels. They throwing in the montage music from the movie Rad. Just it sealed the deal for me when they're doing beer pong, and it starts playing the song. I'm just like, "Yep, this movie. This movie. I will rewatch this movie multiple times."
1: I loved it in scare package (laughs) one that they they were able to get, and you know, bless him for doing it because I I you can see that he enjoys actually doing something that is definitely out of love and <clears throat> that's getting Joe Bob to come on and be in the movie and i yeah. love the tiny little hint that you're possibly going to get him again at the end of scare package 2 because if you if you watch scare package 2 guys wait till after the credits there is kind of a post credit scene and it's again, it's a delight. It's humorous, it's fun. It's not even like humorous to a point where like this is stupid and it's still funny. This is clever and it's still and it's and, and it's consistently funny. Because it, there are
0: parts that it is stupid humor, but then there are oh, parts of, course, where yeah, it's of like, course. Okay, the way they did this, it's kind of clever how they like yeah. tied it into this.
1: Yeah. Uh I thought that was, yeah, just good, good, good for you. Good for you to bring that up. I thought that was just a great watch. Bring it up before
0: we like bring it down. You know? Before, we, gotta, before we, go we bring it, up, it and then down. Then we
1: um, I think something no, I that. Hmm? Go ahead. And I was going to say something that I thought uh, was shocking both to not only you, but also uh, our friend Chris Yeaney. Uh I finally watched Gremlins 2, the new batch. And it shocked me. I know You know what? I know. And it had. It's one of those movies that, like I told you, it, I own it and it's just always been there. And my brain is just kind of like, oh, I'll, t- I'll totally get to it. Like, it's just a, it's a Gremlins movie. Don't worry about it. And then watching <laughs> it. Oh, my God. Why did I put off doing this? It's such fun. It's campy as hell. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I had a great time with it. I, I, what, I mean, what? it was it was so over the top in some aspects, but it, 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 it worked.
0: It is one of those, you know, I was shocked that you had never seen Gremlins 2 and because, you know, you and I have very
1: similar for the tastes. most part, yeah. very
0: similar tastes in film. So knowing that you'd never seen this and you were like, oh, yeah, I finally watched it. And then thinking to myself going, man, what I would give to be able to like. See this movie for relive it again,
1: again. yes. And another one that I think kind of I think more so shocked like Gerald and maybe Julio. I've seen so many clips, and I understand what it is a hundred percent. But I finally also watched 1988's *Vampires Kiss* with Nicolas Cage. I've never seen
0: it the whole way through.
1: Okay, I man
0: just the a b c d <laughs> like like we all know that scene everybody it's... knows
1: that scene i I've always I've seen him like you know run around with his like fake teeth and everything like mm-hmm. that um God it mut I don't know where I want to know the story behind the process of him deciding on that voice for the character <laughs> like that <laughs> accent I want to know the decision making behind that it it's so utterly bizarre and yet I, I hate it but I want to hear more at the same time like I as he goes through the movie
0: if he will bring anything from his oh, experience from that to Reinfeld no when, when it comes I highly
1: out. doubt it I hope he doesn't <laughs> I, oh, I genuinely could you imagine him <laughs> like Reinfeld I need you to get these things which ones well they're alphabetical A B's <laughs> <laughs> no i don't think he will i think he's i think that's one of those things where it's like it's one and done i think he made a decision early on in the film and it's like oh i gotta stick with this we gotta keep going <laughs> it's too late it's now too, it's too late to turn back <laughs> We're too late oh no i
0: i have never seen vampire skits all the way through i've seen clips mm-hmm. but i've never sat down to watch it so i i i'm with you on that one uh one that one that surprised me that I watched. I watched with my kids. We uh, we sat down and watched the new Puss in Boots. Yes, you did. The Last Wish, and it was really good. Okay, it 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 was a story very much of getting older, moving on. You uh-huh. know, things aren't the same for you anymore. And the villain in this movie was scary. Okay, like my my kids were like, this wolf is creepy because the wolf is always in the shadows he's better than puss in boots and mm-hmm. fighting and he brought fear into him but all you whenever you he starts coming you hear him whistling he's he's whistling this little song in the background and the way it is it's he comes out of the shadows and he's got red eyes and it's <laughs>
1: like it's
0: like oh you got he did a really good job with okay. the villain in this and hmm. it was it was a good movie i really liked it
1: I don't think I've ever seen anything of a Puss in Boots beyond like a Shrek film.
0: Okay. The first Puss in Boots was, I mean, it was fun. It wasn't anything.
1: Groundbreaking. Know, yeah.
0: Groundbreaking. Cause you know, you'd seen him in Shrek and it was just kind of more of that. Sure. It kind of starts out with that, but it gets a little more serious mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, kind of matures him a little bit more.
1: Okay. Uh, I want to highlight a few other like just interesting watches that I had while going through one of the multiple like scavenger movie scavenger hunts that I've been doing. So one is 1997's The Breakdown with uh, Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe, Kurt Russell. Um, Oh, yes, yes, yes. So never heard of it. I've seen the poster, finally watched it because I needed like a buddy road trip movie, which I think is kind of stretching it because He's on a road trip with his wife, so I'm I'm making it work. But man, what a cool movie. I like it had me engaged in watching it. I don't think I even got up to, like, take a break and I just like sat and watched the entire thing. I think the only thing that could be close to it in a modern setting right now is Mm -hmm. and this is why I said Russell Crowe. It's Russell. uh, Sorry, not Russell Crowe, uh, Gerard Butler in Netflix's, uh, like, Last Scene Alive, I think. I don't know that Or Last Time Scene. Gerard Butler is a man uh, driving his wife to, like, a spa weekend or something, and she goes missing, and he's desperately trying to find her. Well, in the breakdown, Kurt Russell's car breaks down, And there's a trucker that they kind of flag down and the trucker says, oh, well, like five miles ahead is a diner. I'll totally take your wife there. She can call for a tow truck and then we're fine. Well, she never comes back and Kurt Russell ends up getting to the diner and he's like, oh, hey, so did my wife show up? And they're like, we have no idea who the hell you're talking about, dude. And from there, it's just like a nonstop. Just escapade of him questioning everybody, driving around, mm. like threatening people like I need to find my wife. And man, I was I was there for it. I was so. Into this movie. I was he very happy call, with it.
0: He needed to call Liam Neeson. <laughs> and
1: yeah, <laughs> my <laughs> wife's been found My wife's been taken. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've heard you have a particular set of, set of skills. Of skills. <laughs> you can help me out. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember seeing the movie, but I, I think I saw it after it was kind of released on home video. So it memory of so it. So
1: maybe like is, is good. early 2000s like I, I know the something. cover. I know yeah. the
0: cover of the film.
1: Yeah. but uh, The other, and I mean, most people have probably seen, I was very excited to do a rewatch of it. But, you know, of course, you love it. I love it. The Last Starfighter.
0: Oh, my God. It's so good. It's so good. Such a great film.
1: And... As I said to you in a text the other night, uh, about a week ago, I was like, you know what? This movie deserves at least a remake. And if not a remake, then a sequel, because we're left off with ready to have a sequel. Oh, we were. And good Lord, the, the CGI and the graphics and the technology today would be stellar. You have people that are probably just like itching to go. Yes, we would love to do practical effects makeup in creating certain aliens Mm -hmm. ready, you know, to be more starfighters. And I, I, man, I just think that it would, I think it would do wonders. And there
0: there has been the on again, off again talk of a sequel. I think just maybe in November, um, whoever, the guy who's writing it said, we have it written. Now we'll just see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. So
1: I think people would just jump for joy at that I really do even it I don't want to like say you know jinx it like you know let's knock on wood even if a sequel is poorly written and it's not going to be that good I still think people would jump for joy at it they'll they'll be chomping well, at the bit
0: and nostalgia is a hot thing right now yes so you know done right though done it, of course let me let me rephrase that nostalgia done right yeah there's yeah. plenty 100%. of nostalgia where it's like all right you're just throwing this stuff at us going oh i love this movie so i should love this one right but movies like top gun maverick do a good job of meshing new with we're gonna move the story forward
1: and yeah and certain things right now like if they're already established in great films i don't see the need for certain remakes like train to busan hands down one of the best zombie movies if not the best zombie movie in the last decade and probably one of the top five best zombie movies is getting the last train to New York because, well, mer- because, because America.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's because Americans were like, oh, we got to remake this popular foreign film.
1: No, no, you don't. <laughs> and when, that, and, and, when
0: are they, they going to remake Triple uh, R next? Oh, I want to see God. them try that. <laughs>
1: What what would it be even it would would it even still be RRR or would it just be like like. God, what what the hell would it be? I don't even know if they I don't even see how they could. But yeah, like last year in New York, I don't see the point for it. Uh, I mean, I'll watch it, but I'm not I'm not excited for the potential. I also see that they're remaking arachnophobia. Really? And I don't understand Mm. why. Because it's so good. Now, if, and th- if John Goodman re- reprises his role <laughs> as the exterminator, and maybe Jeff Daniels like comes back as like an expert, I mean maybe.
0: And th- that's a film that you know it is popular and people know it, but it's not super popular to where people are I don't think are clamoring for more I don't know arachnophobia but I don't
1: know I love I love that movie I it was like a staple growing up because it was it was horror but it was safe enough to watch you know what I mean like like my parents growing up were like they're not gonna bat an eye and they're like oh it's about spiders okay like there's no demons and no one's getting their heads ripped off and you're like no they're just dying from spiders
0: no I'm gonna watch that later
1: yeah we're gonna wait it's fine (laughs) Uh, other than that, I mean, there's a bunch of movies. Guys, I'll put my letterbox in the show notes. I'll put Brad's letterbox in the show notes. You can see.
0: I did, I did make one trip to the theater. Oh, did you? Yes. To see Megan, which I need. everybody to see Megan. needs to see Megan because it is absolute cheesy and so much fun.
1: I hear it's like, great. I love
0: I love a good killer doll. Who doesn't love Who doesn't play? love a Who good doesn't... killer yeah. doll? So, you know what? This this knew what it was. Mm. It embraced it and just went for it. Mm-hmm. And I applaud, you know, it's Blumhouse, and they can be very, like, sometimes up and Blumhouse down. Blumhouse is
1: very up and down. I don't see a lot of mid-range stuff. It's <laughs> it's either great but or I, it's uh... like, oh, why'd that happen?
0: <laughs> yeah, but I applaud them for for doing this. And even... You know it's PG thirteen, but it's still it's it's still very effective. It's a good movie. Good. You don't need all the blood and gore. It it does it does what it needs to do.
1: I'm excited. I need to I need to somehow get to the theaters.
0: Venture to the theater. Uh,
1: venture outside. Deal with people. <laughs> uh, uh, man. Other than that, I've been doing a Doctor Who rewatch. Anybody who's been watching, like you know. Paying attention to our Twitter or our Instagram, you you'll totally see that I've been doing a Doctor Who watch, and that's just my thing. As as Brad and I were discussing earlier, not really his thing, but <laughs> not my
0: not my thing. But it's
1: all right. I'm okay. having Wait. I'm having a hell of a time with it. It's it's just been fun again.
0: We don't all have to like the same things. We don't. We don't. And speaking of and speaking that, speaking there is a thing. film. That's a good segue right That's there.
1: That's a great segue. <laughs> Check, please. <laughs> so uh, we'll be now diving into uh, our our starter <laughs> uh, in 2022's The Menu, uh, directed by Mark Millard. Uh, I've i not seen anything to my knowledge that he has actually directed uh for his his film wise i've seen obviously pieces of him directing certain tv shows uh but i i don't believe i've seen anything that's actually his in a movie aspect i mean like i've seen i've seen things from like once upon a time uh Mm. obviously game of thrones shameless uh and i i think i've seen like one or two episodes of uh the Minority Report TV show. Okay, I I didn't watch anything of Entourage. I anything like that. I just I'm I'm gonna veer away from.
0: <laughs> yeah, I never I never watched uh, Entourage either. So, okay, maybe but, maybe I needed to. Uh, I don't I don't know why. You know, enjoy I the mean, style a little bit. I don't know. I don't. Know. I,
1: I guess, but mm, the menu, uh, Anya Taylor Joy, which. She's great. I think she is just stellar in this movie. Ralph, how do you say his last name? Fiennes? I usually
0: just say Ray Fines, but it's how I've always heard it pronounced. So you know what, Ray
1: Fines? Yeah, you're you're right. <laughs> uh, if anybody doesn't know, uh he's he's uh, he's Voldemort. <laughs> if anyone doesn't remember him being Voldemort, uh, he's the dude from Red Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, uh, and if, you, if you
0: don't remember that, he did uh, an Oscar movie like The English Patient or something, something or something like that. Something, I
1: guess, worthwhile.
0: Which I've never watched it. So. Uh, <laughs> but he, I, him, my favorite movie of his is Strange Days, if you've never seen Strange Days. Yes, awesome. that's
1: right. Him playing Chef Slowick, I think, is just him and Anya take the cake. I, I think they they completely carry the film, which I believe they actually have to. Nicholas Holt for yeah. a good while is is fine, but God, I just want to punch him in the face. Yes, he got to
0: a point where I'm like, okay, dude, enough. And it was, <laughs> and that's kind of how I got with the whole movie. I'm like,
1: ah, uh, it's okay, so. Enough. I mean, and obviously, anybody listening right now, if you have not seen the menu. I guess come back to the episode because we're gonna spoil some stuff. <laughs> um, so I think right off the bat, when they're on the boat and he is like, you know, they're served the oyster and he's looking at it and it's just like, ooh, look, like mm, he devours it and he immediately does like the, mm. yeah. and she's all like, oh, it's fine. I I really like oysters by themselves though, and he's like, no, 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 you you don't get it, and it's like, yeah,
0: he he's I'm very sorry. like. He's very making sure that he points out that he's he's educated in the food and he's and basically he's a fanboy of the chef. Oh, and it's it's
1: incredibly pretentious. Oh, yeah. It's incredibly absolutely. pretentious now.
0: And you do find out later <laughs> why he is the way he is with her.
1: Right. Exactly. So, I mean. Brad was coming in kind of hot with with a very hot take to say that. <laughs> that the menu is is mediocre, mediocre, mediocre. Now, I, I didn't hate the movie. No, no I just no. thought it was okay. Okay, so I genuinely liked the menu a lot. All right, I don't think it's like a stellar film. Like, just you know, give all the Academy Awards to it. Mm-hmm. But I re I really liked it. I loved what it was saying. I loved the satir- the satirical nature of what's in the script. Now, there are problems, I think, with the script in some aspects and especially like continuity wise, uh, where things are kind of like thrown off kilter. Uh, But I loved the the mystery about it. I loved noticing little clues. I loved what it says about not only like the food industry, but really you have this like kind of crazy hodgepodge Welcome to Willy Wonka's factory. Let me show exactly what's <laughs> fucked up with all of you kind of thing. Yeah. I and mean, I get that. I, and so I I do love the fact that like you could take what they're trying to say with the food industry, or at least what Slowik is trying to say with the food industry, with all of his guests, and you could technically put it with almost any industry. You could put it with like what we do with the film industry, like some people who are podcasters and they review film, like they think they're, you know, they think they're God's oh, they gift. Think
0: they're the, they and think they're the hot shit. Right, man. exactly.
1: They think they're God's <laughs> gift. They think their shit doesn't stink, that every single, you know, vocalization on a microphone is gold, and that they're like hoity toity and educated is all hell. And as Slowick says, for someone kind of like Tyler.
0: But, but we still love you, Gerald.
1: We <laughs> still. Um, but for someone like Tyler, he tells him, like, you have ruined my industry. Like superfluous, like foodies. Yes,
0: that and and the uh, the food reviewers.
1: One hundred percent. And I love the, the the tortilla scene where she's looking at tortillas etched with restaurants that she reviewed that all mm-hmm. closed, and because how ter- of her. how terrible is that? That like a food reviewer can catch a restaurant like on one bad day or give one scathing review, and like it can ruin something. And it, it does happen, and and it but, does. Just like a film reviewer can give one horrible review, and sorry, like it can ruin you know the audience's response or what they're going to do because some people take their shit as gospel. And that's why yes. for the longest time, I did not care what a reviewer said about a film because, by God, if I like it, then I like it. And that's yeah. and that's frankly what, what should matter. It's not about who's reviewing it. It's not about who's representing it. And it's not about like what your knowledge could be in it. If, if I enjoy the film, that that's all that should matter to me. And oh yeah,
0: and and I think that's how you and I are different from a lot of like movie people. Like we go, I mean, we watch a lot of crap. I mean, we we'll watch. We do, a yeah,
1: hundred percent. We do, but
0: we'll be like, oh well, you know, it was a terrible movie, but still, like we appreciate everything that goes into it and. What is done to to create this, we know it's not an easy thing. So we're and I know I know I do. I got a little more of a curve of you know a, a five thousand dollar movie compared to you know a fifty million dollar movie when I look at them.
1: Right. So I mean, if we okay, so like if we look but, at something, but
0: some critics will be like, yeah,
1: right, like oh my gosh, this like I think it had like a budget of like thirty These million dollars.
0: Tubi movies are below me. These
1: Tubi movies are below me. Sorry, I mean, okay. You and I both watched like Baby Oopsie. This is not a film that has like a skyrocketing budget, (laughs) but it was but it was fun as hell. Okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think I think you may have watched it. I know I did. Did you watch Doll Factory?
0: No, I have not. Okay,
1: I watched this one again. Not a great movie. Kind of around like the same budget as like Baby Oopsie, and it's about like demon possessed dolls. Hilarious. It's not great, but damn, I had a good time. And I think to the idea that, again, to the satirical nature of this film where it's speaking that there are so many people that kind of take away the the majesty and I think the fantastical aspect of like what is cooking. And we put it on this weird pedestal that like now if you go to like. Again, we literally have awards for it. That's great. People who have like Michelin stars and you can be proud of a Michelin star and you have the right to be proud of a Michelin star. But if something has a Michelin star, I don't know if it should put this hierarchy to where if it's like a three star Michelin restaurant. Okay, am I ever going to have like the available cash just to like throw away to go to a three star Michelin restaurant? no. Because as we're proved at the end of this film, you're super sophisticated, trying to tell a story with your like, you know, deconstructed this and whatever this with, you know, foam and it's placed on the actual rocks from the shoreline. Give me a goddamn cheeseburger. And it's going to be better than anything that you can spend oodles of money on, because yeah. because this is enjoyable. This has heart, and I don't know. I it, there's so much to take in with this. I think, and luckily, we, luckily it's it not. true. Like yeah. No, the movie's still just okay. <laughs> <laughs> when now that your rant is over uh now problems problems with it that i've had uh i could kind of see when the sous chef offs himself in front of everybody that like clearly he's never going to make it as as great as slow uh as uh Slowick, so he has to kill himself and that's oh, his yes. that's his yes. sin now He's serving it with some like bone marrow, which I thought was kind of like tongue in cheek funny because you actually have to push the bone marrow out of the bone. So it's literally like a hole Mm -hmm. that you're left with. And I'm like, okay, so that's the bullet going through his head. So that's kind of clever, I guess. But like if the agreement is that they're all going to die. Like, why does he have to kill himself? I don't understand. Like. If he, if he if if everyone's going to die, like, why is that his choice? Why is that like his punishment for it? I don't I don't understand why that had to be. Um, well, I, I almost thought Slowik was going to turn around and slice his throat. That's why they put out the mm-hmm. mat. And I thought he was going to like slice his throat. And I don't know, like maybe like disembowel him and start like plating the innards. Or something, mm-hmm. because I'll tell you right now, it for would, the longest that time have been a whole
0: different movie. Then no, it would have been it would have been, been a whole
1: different movie. I thought for the longest time from the beginning of the film, I thought they were going to be eating people. OK, because okay. Yep. when when Nicholas Holt's character, Tyler, comes up and they're checking everybody in and uh, Hong Chow played by Elsa or playing Elsa said, oh, this is Mrs. So-and-so. And he's like, oh, no, sorry, sorry. She uh she couldn't make it. I thought like, ooh, he got rid of the other date and now they're like serving her. I thought they were going to be eating. I thought they were going to be eating people or something like even the fact that, like, if you're serving people. And maybe people are are wise to this, that they're still so enamored with the idea that they're eating at this prestigious restaurant that. They didn't care. Lord knows, like Nick Holt's character didn't care. Like some dude didn't. shot himself in the head, and he's still like chowing down he's on still, the like, plate. Eating his food. Like I mean, some dude just died like twenty feet from you, and you're all like, "Oh my god, this this emulsionism is amazing." Have you? Well, have you, you find tried out later your, that he that, knows a little Ryan, more of what's going on than. So he's he's made aware. Okay. Yes. He's made aware for apparently months. That Sloic has been messaging him and talking to him and that he knew that every person that was going to be there that night, including the chef and all of his like sous chef and kitchen staff, everyone was going to die. Yes. And because at this point he's he's tired of everything.
0: They say that right from the get go is, you know, to the people pretty early of like you're going to die kind of thing. But they they kept driving that, and it was one of those like, for me, anyways. It, it 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 got to a point where like, okay, I get it, I get it. That's what that's what you're you're doing with this. You you told them from the beginning, but the, you keep driving it home, and then almost every character is unlikable, which I know that's the point. You want them to be unlikable so that way when they die, you're like, oh, hey, good, they got theirs. But the one character that you were supposed to like, Anya Taylor Joy, I didn't like her either. She wasn't a good person.
1: Well, and I think to the point is that she's not supposed, as Sloak said, like, you shouldn't be here. Like, you're not supposed to be here because I planned for a menu, I planned for a lot of people, and I planned specifically who was going to be here because. Everybody who was there had a problem. Okay, you had the older couple who simply just had the money in order to spend their time eating there. I mean, like eating so many times that, like, you know, the uh, they
0: can't remember what he couldn't. Right.
1: He couldn't remember what it was. Uh, John Leguizamo, I thought was kind of funny playing like a Steven Seagal kind of character in (laughs) in the movie. Uh, He is trying to do like a food travel show. He doesn't know shit about food. And he and that's ruining the business. The rich customers are ruining the business. The food critic uh, played by Janet McTeer is ruining the business. Her yes man uh, is playing into everything that's kind of ruining that. The businessmen who are all sitting together, Rob Yang, Arturo Castro and Mark St. Sir. Okay, cool. You work for the guy who. Is, inve- who, is invested into who this. Who owns it all. Yeah. Who owns it all. And you like think you're stealing you, from him. Right. And you're stealing from him and you think that you should be getting like super fine treatment. Why? Like, again, it, yeah. I, I love the idea that like it's so many layers that he's kind of like sticking it in the craw of like, you are making this awful for me. And like, I'm going to have no more of it. Now, of course, with Anya Taylor-Joy not supposed to be there, she's literally the stick in the mud. Like, she's making it worse. Yeah. She's making it worse for Slowick because... And she and won't eat any of the food. She won't eat any of the food. She doesn't want to. She
0: doesn't want to play into this thing. Right. Despite
1: the fact that it's not even, like, meant for her. Because he he doesn't know where to put her. Like, are you dying with, with us, the workers? Or are you dying with the eaters? And... Yeah. Here, have a cheeseburger, have have a cheeseburger, (laughs) which for her to be able to leave. Yeah, I mean, she kind of played the game and that's what it is. Now, the ending is interesting because despite the fact that like no one really tried to make an effort to leave. Like a genuine effort, the only time that, that anybody I think actually like. Made a dash, literally, is when Sloic said. You have forty five seconds to run before members yeah, of my staff I, try to catch you. And they
0: tried, and it was one of those like one guy made it to the water and got caught. That that is one of the scenes that I did enjoy is when they they caught the the guy
1: in the chicken coop,
0: the coo- chicken <laughs> coop, and they just open and they hand him because you're the last one caught. You lo- win this, and like Here, I love you that get they kn- dessert.
1: I love that they knew where he was the entire time. Yeah, and like they just opened the door slowly and saw like. A treat, sir, for the last to be caught. <laughs> An homage to uh, the, the chicken, the chicken cup that you're you're hiding in. Um, oh, OK. The scene with um, Christina Bricado playing Catherine, where she said, oh, Slowick tried to fuck me like a couple months ago. Uh, and then he tried again and I denied his advances. And mm. then for eight months, he didn't see he didn't talk to me. He didn't make eye contact with me because that's the power that he has. And then she turns and stabs him. I thought she stabbed him right in the dick. So did I. Oh, my God. And you see like... it's in his leg. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I flinched when she did it because I because you're not ready. I thought she was going to stab him like in the stomach or something. And it's almost a disappointment to see that like she didn't stab him, stab him in the dick, but I think it's more to the point that like this is going to happen at this point in the evening. I still kind of need to <laughs> carry on. I can deal with a stab in the leg. <laughs> but so, um I overall, <sighs> overall
0: you know, I, I I keep saying mediocre. This is I think thinking about it, this is kind of what how I feel. Like everybody who's watched this just like Chef's food and everything else. They're putting this movie up here on this pedestal of like it's so good. It's one of the best movies of the year. It's this. It's that. And I'm the one coming in and just like, yeah, it was fine. You're like, I, like, I get it. <laughs> I, I, like, I like I said, I didn't hate the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it, it. I didn't hate that I watched it. I just thought it was okay. I. You know, I'm the. i'm the restaurant reviewer that's just gonna close down (laughs) the restaurant i guess it's it's fine like the courses were fine it just got to a point where i was like okay i get that you have like this story that everything has something behind it but after the first couple courses and it was just kind of like okay here's the next story here's the next story i was like i i got to a point where i was like i don't care what the next one is i just want this to like you're gonna kill everybody let's just get to the point
1: right could i find it so weird and i don't know if anybody else has thought of this but i find it so weird that tyler kept taking pictures when he knew of he his, was going when he knew yeah. he was gonna die <laughs> like why
0: maybe he was posting them
1: right away i don't know there was no internet access. Oh, yeah, there was no cell service. That's why she had to use the shortwave radio to call mm. the, the the fake lifeguard or the fake, uh, you know, police boat cop. But I don't know. I also found it I weird. I don't know. I also found it weird that, like, Elsa's character thought that Marco was going to replace her. And so they had that random cat fight and she <laughs> stabs her through the neck. And I'm like, what? Why? Like, you honestly think that, like, Margo wants to be here? She you think she wants to take over your position to die only like two hours later? Yeah. No, like who like who wants to do that? I I found that scene to be really odd. Now, if they actually had explained why Slowick's private residence. Had now I can understand why it has a separate kitchen, because maybe he wants to practice. Maybe he wants to cook for himself. That's fine. Yeah, Yeah, but it also has tables set up inside. Like, it's it's a complete duplicate of the restaurant. Except it has except it has his bed and stuff inside.
0: He's practicing serving also. I
1: mean, maybe. Sure. But like, why not just I mean, I guess why not just do it in the other (laughs) one now? The ending when she eventually boats off and the motor stops And she gets she gets back out and she turns around because she's seeing the place go up in flames after he Mm -hmm. burned them all alive and turned them into human s'mores. Which I
0: (laughs) I laughed at the entire thing when they're putting on like marshmallow, the marshmallow jacket, chocolate (laughs) hats. And it was
1: was like and again. Most people are like no one's making an effort to leave. They could genuinely have made an effort to leave. But I think it's if you're going to
0: die, at least go down with a fight.
1: I mean, yeah, unless it's kind of just describing the idea that like Sloic literally has this power over everybody, which Marco, he has none because she's not again, not supposed to be there. She's not one of the people who's like bowing at his feet and kissing his ass. Um, And I'm wondering if she actually gets out alive Because now think of this in the beginning of the movie, when we're taken to the island, Elsa makes a very distinct point to point out that the meat is aged for this many days and that's what they use. And the guy said, well, what if it's aged for like 169 days or 139 days, whatever? And she said, well, then I guess the bacteria would get into, you know, the consumer's bloodstream and. You know, they blah, blah, die a slow death. I'm wondering if the meat that she's eating in her burger is like the meat that's been aged too long.
0: So she's uh, she's eventually going to die. So you, maybe you she'll eventually it
1: a, she'll eventually die or unless you want to have wasn't a,
0: a mid midsummer kind of <laughs> ending where it's up in flames and she's just kind of smiling while she's eating her cheeseburger.
1: I think. OK, did you like Midsummer? Yes. Very much. Okay. see, I think you and I are like opposite ends of this mirror (laughs) because I thought Midsummer was like fine. I I thought I thought it was visually very appealing. I thought the soundtrack was uh, I thought it was really neat, but like the story of it. Whatever, Um, I thought things (laughs) didn't make sense at times, and I kept sitting here thinking like, are you just like ripping off like. Wicker Man because it looks like you're just ripping off Wicker Man and I, th- I think you and I are like kind of like you know we're mirroring each other with our respectives for kind of <laughs> you know these these avant-garde kind of like films
0: these, um, uh, elevated films these elevated so upper
1: echelon kind of films but yeah. um, so I I liked this movie I liked what it was saying about the industry and how you can kind of put it towards anything else like I said mm. um, I probably would give it like four out of five
0: okay All right. i mean that's fair it's not great but i mean, I, I, but I really I liked get it where people i can get where people enjoy it it just it didn't click for me to like put it in this high bar i just thought it was sure like, okay sure. movie so yeah i think i i think i uh i think i ended up like two and a half just like right flat in the middle okay i was like yeah it's mediocre and that's when i said that it's mediocre.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whole world what? came for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that was the menu.
0: You can you can like it or not. Most people, I'm I am on the majority. The I am on the minority of right this film. Most people have really enjoyed it and really loved it, which is fine.
1: And I think for movies like this, where the immediate response is people going like, how dare you not like this? And I'm like, okay, it's fine. Like, this is kind of like why the
0: exact people that are in this movie.
1: (laughs) And so for certain (laughs) things that like kind of like how we run real feels like if we choose a movie, we do not pick anything that is within the last five years because I don't want the choice of a film to be influenced by literally the hype.
0: I get you. Okay, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. I
1: want those feels to be established, and kind of you know that you've let them soaked and steep a little bit and marinate. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I enjoy it. My my attitude on it might change again after like a second viewing, um, but we'll see. Well, we'll see.
0: We'll see. We'll see. I don't well, know if I'll watch it again, but we'll see. <laughs> If my if my wife was like, I've heard about the menu. I want to watch it, and I'll be like, I'll sit down and watch it with you. We'll see that. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And I won't. It. I won't <laughs> say anything before we watch it. I'll just let her. Oh, good. Yeah, let her.
1: Let, let her, her enjoy it. that for the first time. Yep. Ugh. Well, Bradley, thank you for joining for uh, this episode of What Have You Been Watching? Could you could you tell all the fine people out there where to find your your lovely lovely voice?
0: Well, they can just uh, search The Cinema Guys. We're on like every podcatcher out there. Or you can just go to the one-stop shop. Go to com, And it's got links to all of our social media, including YouTube, where I do my Tubi Tuesday stuff over there. You can see what I'm watching on Tubi. And yeah, we're just three. The main show, we're just three friends that just love talking movies
1: groovy and of course folks if you're already listening to this you already know that we are the Rufos podcast we are also three friends who just love to sit down and talk movies so uh again just friends here drew we're all just friends we all love each other it's all good so guys be sure to keep back uh on and on track checking on things we'll come back hopefully soon I need to get with Jack on watching our Patreon movie uh, up after the Patreon movie. It will be my choice for a magic and sorcery film. Ooh. So that's coming. Uh, I know I'm going to enjoy it. I don't know if Jack and Nathan are. We'll see. <laughs> but <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely going to be fun for me. So, guys, uh, make sure you head over to Facebook and Instagram. Check out the Real Feels podcast up on Twitter at Real <laughs> pod i can talk tonight and of course you can always call the tooch line 661-376-0030 and of course you've always been the realist be the feelist. ah he got it good job (laughs) we'll catch you guys later bye-bye